What is up? Welcome into the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I'm Ezra McCann, and I'm joined as always by my co-hosts, Public League legend, Simeon legend, Grambling State legend, Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke, and the NFL Draft enthusiast. You can catch him and all his work on NBCSportsChicago.com and the My Teams app. GM, he's our, or Glenn Morgan, he's our GM, I should say. Fellas, how are you? How you doing? Hey. What's up, what's up? All right. Well, it's, uh, it's Christmas week, man. So, uh... It's always my favorite time of the year. Um, this year, not not such the greatest, you know, with COVID and you know uh, not being able to be, you know, with with our families like we'd want to. But uh, but hey, it is what it is. And uh, the Bears tried to help us out last Sunday and got a uh, nice win over Minnesota. I don't know if we really wanted that win, but uh, <laughs> but hey, we're. Seven and seven, back to five hundred. Did we learn anything from the bear about the Bears uh, this past Sunday? Uh, yeah, they're knuckleheads. Can't can't do anything right. Can't win when you're supposed to win, and can't lose when you're supposed to lose. Uh, no, I, I mean I think we learned some positive yeah. stuff. I think we learned that the team definitely hasn't given up on itself, mm-hmm. uh, on, or on one another, uh, regardless of the coaches. I, I believe that there's a renewed dedication to uh, trying to establish an identity and stick with that. And uh, going forward, I I think they look like they're in a good space right now. But keep in mind, you know, who are the wins against under 500 teams? But, you know, you only play the people who are in front of you. I understand that. And they look better doing so. And they have looked – they've not looked good against bad teams early this year. So, with that being said, three weeks straight, you know, 30-plus points, and it's like true points from the offense, I, it's 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 a positive sign going forward. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's it's a little bit of like how GM started, typical Bears, right? Don't win <laughs> when we when we supposed to and, and don't lose when we supposed to, you know? So it's typical Bears. But, yes, definitely saw some positives. Uh, I can remember back on our first show or early back when uh, we was just talking about like the commitment to running, even though, you know, I know for myself and GM, we weren't too high on Montgomery, but I did say like, man, just run the ball. Let's just see what happens. Just commit to the run. And this is the first time. Shoot. Is it ever in the Navy year that we had over 30 rush attempts like that? (laughs) That, no, <laughs> not by it's, one person at least. Not by one person. Not by one. And that, that's more so what I mean. Like by one person, like having over thirty attempts, it was it was good to see, and and it and it made me really look back on my words on Montgomery. You know, like man, he he really and it and it looked good for who he did it against because we saw what Minnesota was able to do to us last time we we played him. Now, granted, last time we played him. Uh, Foles was in the backfield. No threat to move around in the pocket. They just blitz, blitz, blitz. So with Trubisky back there, it looked like Minnesota had to adjust in that in the way they call defense. And and for the what third? This is the fourth week in a row that our O line has been a unit, right? Where we haven't changed them up. They've right. been consistent on where they've been playing, right? This fourth week in a row, and we can see that they're starting to gain momentum on that line and starting to become cohesive. So it's definitely some positives. Uh, Still ran 
to a moment late in that game where we should just run the ball and instead we threw and then Mitch threw the pick in the end zone. Whatever do you mean? Mitch threw a pick uh at a crucial time? No. (laughs) (laughs) Right, but it was his only, really only his his only mistake of the night though. Yeah, Uh, but for the past few weeks, his only mistake is coming in moments where we shouldn't moments. even be yeah, doing yeah. that. Like that's the thing. Like the he made no mistakes versus uh, the Texans, and the game was out of hand anyway. But you go back to Detroit in a moment where we should just run the ball, and we decide to just have to have him throw, and then and uh, fumble, sack, fumble. Then this weekend we're in we're in the red zone. At the end of the day, let's get three, and then force them to have to score a touchdown. Instead, we throw the ball, force something in the end zone, interception. You know, like, those are the things that we definitely have to clean up. Like, let's just – and then the next possession, Nagy did that. He he just committed to the run. Like, stay with the run and trust just trust the defense. Yeah, he worked, he worked the clock on that final. Yeah, that final you know, possession. like yeah. – and that's – what. I was gonna say I think I think Matt Nagy learned something this week, and and Bill Lazor for that fact. And I think it was by accident because uh, Cordell Patterson tweaked his knee, mm. so they couldn't put him in the game, and they and they rushed Montgomery over thirty what was it thirty two times, and he was able to get one hundred and forty six yards rushing. Mm. Um, I think they learned that they can they can trust Montgomery and 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 give him these carries here. At least I hope they can stick to that. But uh, Montgomery looks like man, if you if you lather him up, you you know you lather him up and give him the ball, he can he can make some plays for you. I don't know what you expect, man. Y'all acting like the quarterback's the number two pick overall in the draft or something, and it's a dude that you could count on to win you games. I mean, that's not the case, right? That's not the case, right? I mean, it's not like he was the number two pick overall. What? what um, come on. What, I mean, was he the number two pick? I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, that's trauma. That's that's, that's called trauma. It's called being traumatized. Uh, you know, it's, it's crazy, man, because, you know, it, 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 as much as I, I rail on him, you would think I hate Trubisky. I don't hate the individual. I just hate the production and the situation that we find ourselves in because of that. But what's crazy is, what's crazy is all the good he did that one play was going to completely undo all the good he did if they lost the game. That's the only thing we would be able to focus on. Same thing with the Lions game, like you mentioned. All that good, all the positivity, here we go. We got a nice step going forward and then five steps backwards. It's not even two anymore. It's like five steps backwards. And, you know, again, you know, why to to keep putting him in that position? You have to kind of look, you know, cockeyed at the the coaches for that. But, you know, here's the thing. Mitch has to be accountable too. Now, in that – pass play that he threw yeah. that was an interception he could have run man he'd been running up to that point and there was a lot of yeah. space there wasn't a lot of pressure on him and clearly he threw in the area where there was like five people <laughs> four or five yeah. people yeah. it's like dude that that's not a good spot to throw the ball 
you know, and I don't care who you are, even if you're Mahomes and you can barely get away with something like that, you know, or whoever some of the greats are, you just don't do that, especially in that situation. And that's that's the thing that's so irritating and infuriating is that, you know, aside from the inaccuracies and only being able to make maybe make one read, maybe two reads when you're processing things, it's the nuances of the game that seem to escape not only him, but also the head coach. It's like, dude down position you know space in the game come on now it just again common sense ain't always common yeah yeah and i still don't know who the who the pass was intended for <laughs> because, <laughs> because you, had, you had robinson and, and and you had robinson coming and then you had was that graham coming on the backside? like it was like who was the throw for <laughs> the two defensive backs yeah, don't yeah, don't forget. Yeah, yeah, there, there were a bunch backs. of purple shirts over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the best throw, but I mean, I I got the call. But Mitch has to be better in that situation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, that's true. He definitely has to be held accountable. He has that, but that just comes down to all of our issues about Trubisky. You're a fourth year quarterback. You, yes, we talk about the coach has to understand. You know time of the game down and distance and all that type of stuff but the quarterback has to as well like that's why they consider you the smartest guy on the field like you have to know the situation at hand understanding that three in this situation is better than a turnover like don't force something if at the end of the day like like gm said you've been running all day run If you don't get the first down, it's fine. We kick the field goal. Now they have to score a touchdown. Like it's it's okay, (laughs) but at at the very least, you you can't turn the ball over. Like that's the one thing you can't. That's the worst thing. Anything anything else is okay, even if you get sacked, it's okay. But you cannot turn the ball over, and and it's like he just don't understand that. Like I just don't get it. Well, with all that, they were able to, like I said, get the win. They they put over thirty points up on the board. Mm-hmm. You're at five hundred. You got two games to go, right? Mm-hmm. And you got to, at some point, make a decision on what you're going to do about the most important position on the field. Come for next season, has Mitch done anything to to, to at least? Try to stay on this roster next year. Oh, baby, I'm convinced. In I'm convinced. Opinion. I'm convinced. He's the man. <laughs> Dude, look, man. Hey, now y'all laughing at me, man. You know, y'all not even leaving me a chance to, to explain why he's the guy going forward. <laughs> look, man, Mitch is Let's four and three. He's four and three against the Lions. Okay. He's five and two career against the Vikings. And he's ten and ten in a division. Now you know how I skipped over his record against the Packers, but he's ten and ten yeah. in in the NFC in his career. <laughs> now you know in Mitch overall he has a twenty five touchdown to thirteen interception, almost a two to one touchdown interception ratio in the division. And you got to win your division if you're going to go forward and be a playoff caliber team and compete in the playoffs for the the, the greatest prize overall. Now here's the crazy thing. Mitch has thrown 15 touchdown passes to four interceptions against the Lions. So we know he's a beast against the Lions. He actually, lion killer, lion killer. killer. He's actually thrown less interceptions to touchdowns against the Packers. 
he's thrown more interceptions against the Vikings than he has the Packers, which surprised me. Look, man, I, mm-hmm. no, hell no, Mitch shouldn't be the guy going forward. I mean, it's you. you, you, you <laughs> seen a, you seen ba- a lot of articles out there saying it. <laughs> oh, dude, you, you're basically you're, you're telling yourself, look, man, this guy is he's 28 and 21 overall. He's 10 and 10 career in the division. You're basically saying you want to be average. Every every year you want to go in saying we might have a chance or we got a shot at it maybe if he can figure it out. Dude is career like 206 yards a game. That's what you want as a Bear fan going forward. That's what you're – and that, granted, he's 62 touchdowns, 35 interceptions, but I think those are some hollow numbers because you see some of these losses, they're critical and they're crucial, and he is not the guy when you – want to be able to depend on someone going forward. You just said it earlier, Brandon. It's like, look, man, the, the Bears should have found out that they can depend on Montgomery. And it's okay. The Titans depend on Henry. You know what I'm saying? And Tannehill is able to come around and do what needs to be done at times. And it, it's, it's improved his confidence. But Henry's play makes it so Tannehill is able to throw the pass to guys who are maybe single covered or guys who are, you know, in a situation where they're more open because there's more space between the linebackers and the secondary that's covering them, you know? And if you look at a guy like Tannehill, and I try to compare it, like Tannehill and a guy like Mariota, saying these are guys that are similar into how Mitch kind of plays the game. And, and that too far, you know, the situations aren't too far removed because Tannehill struggled, and now he's a guy in, in, in uh, Tennessee. Mariota struggled, and he might end up being the guy, especially if Carr is still hurt in uh, with the Las Vegas Raiders. And if you look at those guys, they have some similar numbers. But he has got to play better. He's got to make better decisions, and I just don't trust in that. I I don't know if you guys watched the Fox pregame show uh, this week, but uh, Terry Bradshaw brought up an interesting point. Uh, And I know he's usually the comic relief of the show, but uh, (laughs) he brought up that in his fourth season with the Steelers, which I believe was 1972, he was benched midway through the year. I believe for Joe, was it for Joe Gilliam? Uh, yeah, he was benched, and he said that mentally it was it was his wake-up call. You know, he had been playing inconsistent for all that time. You know, he was a, he was the number one pick um, coming out in 1969. Mm-hmm. And... Um, he said it was his wake-up call, and and after that it clicked for him, and you know the rest was history. Won four Super Bowls, and and had a, a, a Hall of Fame career after that. Could that right. be what, what's happened for Mitchell? Um, let me ask you this: How often has that happened in the history of the NFL? You right. said Terry Bradshaw, I'm, maybe I'm maybe Tannehill out there. I, I I don't know, man. Do you you want to wait on that? I, I I'm not. Um, Alex Alex Smith. And, you know, he's not a Hall of Famer, but uh, it took him a while to, you know, get acclimated to, to NFL play, and he's had a, a decent career. He's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's a career – like, he's, he's an average guy, though. He's not a guy you're going to say going to win you a Super Bowl. Who is that? You, I'm talking about Alex, Alex Smith. Smith. But Alex I'm Smith. saying Alex Smith was a number one pick, he's though. Number, he's number one pick. Uh, but here's the thing, though. You let's be fair. You don't don't leave out the baby in the bathwater now, because Alex had like four head coaches and like seven offensive coordinators in like his first seven years. So a lot, continuity has a lot to do with things. Mitch has had a lot of continuity. He's had a lot of things in place for him to succeed and to regress from a season where you were twelve and four 
to look worse each year or look at least unstable and unsteady each year. What you know, I, I don't know what more of a wake up call you need. It's not like you're not getting the opportunities. I, I, I just yeah. look, man, a duck is a duck. I mean, call it what it is. Yeah, I, I think, I think at the very least, like we discussed last week, he's earned the possibility of being franchised at the very least. I do not, I do not believe he's earned a right. I don't believe he's well, earned. That's, that's what I'm, I don't, the, the Bears, it would be silly for them to to go ahead and give him a long-term deal. And and so, and when I say, and well, and I don't even necessarily think he's earned the franchise. That's I why think, it's, 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 it's either it's, franchise or let him go. Yeah, I think the issue is where do we go? Right. What's your what's what options are out there? What what are our options? Yeah. That's going to dictate what we do with Mitch. It's it's a few options out there that I can see the Bears doing. Just just uh, enlighten me, please. It's just one that that screams. This is something the Bears would do. Okay. And I'm just looking at the guy in Philadelphia. But should they do that? I don't think they should. I'd I'd rather have Mitch than Wentz. I'm just hey, but I'm just just this is just something I think the Bears would do. <laughs> he's a he's a name. He has past envy. Listen, I don't I don't want him either. I don't want him either. But it just it just screams Chicago Bears doing. In my opinion, he's a, he's already paid. We're gonna take on that that contract, and it's gonna please some people. It's gonna please a lot of people, but it's not. Who would, who would be pleased with that? It's gonna please. It's gonna please people. No, I, I can't. It's, I can't it's, see. It's, no. it's, it's people out there that believes that believe in Wentz. And Wentz is is far Man. better than, than than Trubisky. Then I'll tell them they don't know football. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, I'll just, I'm, I just I just really think that is the line. And in my opinion, like you said, is it's it's going to be the same. Wentz. Offensive line problems in Philadelphia, he couldn't – that's problem we have here. Like, if it ain't perfect for him, it's not going to work for him. Like, and so I don't think he's the answer at all, but I just think that's the Chicago thing. They're going to – do that's that's something I can see them doing. I'll tell you this with Wentz. He got hurt and Nick Foles came in and won a Super Bowl and, and got his team to the playoffs the next year. Yep. And, uh, and now look at, now. Now look at, look at what Jalen Hurts is doing. Yep. He he's not a leader among men. That's the first and fourth. That's when it. That's what I really yeah, see. Yeah, I I no go on Wentz for me. Them yeah. guys don't want to play with him. They, I, don't, they, I don't know. You know, it goes back to that. You know, it, it, it's up to what you know the options are mm-hmm. uh, that are available. I and looking at it right now, I don't. You know, obviously you probably want to. Well, you have to draft um, somebody yeah. at that position. Um, but draft free agent. Great. Free agent wise, I don't. There's nothing. Nothing there. There's nothing. I, There's nothing. Ten. Ten is back. I'm just I just warming week. you guys up to that. Ten is back. Well, yeah. I, did, I said that last week. Yeah. Y- yeah. Y'all told me I was crazy. That's like you was like, no, Glenn. I'm like, dude, well, I'm, I'm, it, I'm with you now. Yeah, it's 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 going to happen unless they lose some more games so they can draft the guy from Florida. Because I'm telling you right now, the guy from BYU, he's got a nice arm, and he'll flick it, and he'll make some really you know, sensational plays. 
but his footwork is garbage and he gets away with it because of where he's playing. And you're going to get a lot of the same inconsistencies. Now, I don't know if how coachable he is in terms of him being able to correct some of his technical flaws, but if he doesn't improve on his technique, he's going to have an up and down career in the NFL at best. And hey, I'll I'll say, trash look damn good. Sorry. Yeah, oh even in the God. loss. <laughs> oh my well, God. I know we're gonna we're gonna talk about some college later, but did y'all see him get wrecked at the end of that game? No, who? Oh no, I did. Oh my goodness, he got. Oh man, the the final. Uh, it was during the final drive of that game. Uh-huh. Oh, he got oh just at absolutely that point, annihilated. At that point, I was mad is because they messed up my parlay. <laughs> so I, I stopped. Watching. I, I'm a little worried. I, I think I think we may have turned smoke into a degenerate. <laughs> Uh, just to let you know, there are sites that can help and improve their. Art. That's right. One eight hundred Gamblers Anonymous, man. It's okay. Hey, Pro Bowl selections came out mm-hmm. um, this week, and uh, for the Bears, Khalil Mack made it, and uh, Cordell Patterson made it as a uh, kick returner. I don't think there was a, a question there, right. but uh, did Mack deserve the nod there? Mm, I'm gonna say no. So just just based off of reputation. That has a lot to do with it. I mean, here's the thing. I, I say no because I'm just, you know, you're just looking at stats and numbers, but they may be looking at other things. Maybe looking at how much he's double teamed and how much, you know, there may be other ways he affects things in the game. But it's tough when your team is under 500 and you don't really have those kind of numbers. I, I'm a little sketchy and it seems like it's more name recognition than, is, than actual production. Is this is it a fan vote or is it actually um, do the players have a say in that? No, I think I it's fan vote. It's all yeah. fan, right? Okay. Fan yeah. And yeah, I I agree. I did not think he deserved it. Yes, yeah, I, I saw I saw your yeah. post. Yeah, <laughs> and like you know, and I had people coming at me like he teams have the game plan for him. I mean, I understand that teams have the game plan for Mitchell Trubisky as well. I get it. <laughs> and I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you still have to produce just because they focus on you on defense don't mean you should be just a key in to an all-star game. That that doesn't mean nothing to me. You still have to produce. I'm a I'm a producer, I'm a production guy. And now I'm not saying Mac didn't produce, but he definitely didn't produce to the way that we have become accustomed to seeing. I had to go look back at his stats, and I'm like, dang, he had eight sacks? Damn, I don't even remember. Right. Like, I can remember a few of them, but I'm like, damn, eight? Wow, okay, but maybe that justifies it. But I'm like, shoot, I've seen I've seen times where he's one-on-one and he he can't beat his man. Yes, he gets doubled a lot, but it's, it's I, I've seen – I'm watching him. And like that's what I'm telling him. I'm, like, I'm watching these games, man. Mac – has not jumped off the screen this year like he's mm-hmm. done in right. the past. And I, I just think that that decision was a was a, a repetition. Repetition. Uh, repetition. Reputation. Uh, reputation. Reputation. Sorry. Reputation pick. I think Hicks was more deserving. I definitely think Roquan was more deserving. Yeah, I, th- I think that was that was definitely a snub. Uh, if if we could have one on our on our team, uh, Roquan has uh, played some good ball this season, right? And and may have deserved it. Um, I'm willing to give Mac the benefit of the doubt there, um, just just ba- just based on just based on um, 
what what Smoke brought up. I mean, teams do need to have to scheme against him, and uh, yeah, he does yeah, he does face a lot of a lot of double teams. I thought you know, yeah, but your team's under five hundred. I would have been that's and, and and that's true. But they, I mean, the, the Bears' defenses has been uh, up until the last couple of weeks. Um, has been one of the one of the top defenses in the in the uh, in the league. So, um, so you, you got to give him that. I thought Akeem Hicks um, may have deserved um, a nod if you if you're going to give it to anyone on that defense, right? Because they're a different um, team without him, right? If, right. If Mac, if Mac wasn't, I mean, like like I mean, like uh, Smoke said, it's like Mac's not jumping off. Like you know, especially if you compare it to the first year he got here, I mean, he clearly jumped off. It's like whoa, first, we, we, the first game. Oh my yeah. goodness! Yeah, it's oh. like, but, you know, it's, it's like the defense, right? It's like the defense was like, oh man, we we were pretty decent. We were pretty good defense. We just went to a different level with that. Yeah. You can tell, yeah. and I don't know if we're at that different level with him. Um, but just earlier, we were asking. It's not just uh, not just the fans. It's uh, it's a third. Uh, on it's like the coaches, the players themselves. Uh, and the fans, so a third, you know, the votes go to each of those. Uh, those. So it's okay, okay, okay. It's a combination. So but, then, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to say that some players put him um, on their ballot. Yeah, Had but, to, I guess. But sometimes, like you say, it's still reputation. It's you know, still Mac. But yeah, you know, I, I don't know, man. It's, I mean, look, I'm, I'm happy, you know, that a bear representing us, you know, always, but. And there are times where we get snubbed and we don't get a guy in there. So, you know, maybe there this were, is just a balance. I know there were some years there back in the 90s where, like, there weren't even any Bears there. Right. And it was just so sad, man. You, you turn the game <laughs> on. You know, you only, you only turn it on for a couple of minutes just to, you know, you want to see your guys and that's it. Man, you turn the game on, there were no Bears helmets, man. None none to be seen. That was that was pretty depressing. But, um, <laughs> but I'm, always, I'm always happy when a Bear uh, – a bear gets gets the nod, so so you know even if it wasn't warranted, today, good job. <laughs> We're happy for you. Um, so seven and seven now, yeah. one game one game out of a playoff spot. Uh, Arizona um, has the nod on us right now. Are, are we ready to just say go for it? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's the Jaguars, man. And I'm sure the Jaguars, you know, want to lose now that they've in that top spot. So that seems like a gimme. So that's at least eight. They don't want to mess that up. Right. So that's at least eight and eight, you know. The Jets Jets gave them a huge favor. Right. And if if the Saints lose one more, the Packers definitely don't have to play. But I think even as it is now, the Packers still have a – they got the ups in terms of overall – you know, top billing as far as the playoffs go, where everything has to go through Green Bay. So, I mean, why not, right? I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, what are we playing for? I mean, you, I guess you need the Cardinals to lose to actually feel like you're playing for something. Otherwise, it's like, what are you doing? Well, the Card- I think the Cardinals have the Rams left that will have yeah. something to play for. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a tough one. I, 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 I think it's go for it, man. Why not? I mean, at this point, it's it's why not? What else? What what else? What else could go wrong? I mean, I mean, it's gonna it's going to be hard to lose this coming game. It's gonna be hard. 
Right. I, yeah. If 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 neither team was playing, like if both teams went in there with the mindset to lose, that was going to make for a good game. <laughs> but 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 we don't have that mindset, and of course we know Jacksonville. They more than likely do. Now it's just going to be interesting. Another year comes down to let's go Bears. In the hands of well, hey, Green Bay. you know what? I, I'm. A- <laughs> I'm 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 gonna give a real one real quick positive look ahead. You know, just flip it a little bit. We keep thinking about the first pick has has to be a quarterback, or we want to be the quarterback, or having a franchise quarterback. And you know, the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, second round pick. You know, maybe if we make it to the playoffs and we're drafting in the mid twenties, you know, that first pick can be that a better offensive tackle because they'll be there. They will fall. A lot of good players are going to fall down because there will be four to five quarterbacks taken in the first round. That and then in the, too. Right. Yeah. Then in the second round, because the quarterbacks are already taken, there's not a bum rush to go get them. Maybe Mac Jones from Alabama falls to us, or maybe Ritter from uh, uh, Cincinnati falls to us, or somebody else that's a, you know, a decent quarterback. But now if our line is better and they come in, you know, maybe that could happen. So, so there, there's something to think about. So Look go for that. it. Mr. Positive. <laughs> I love it. All right, let's talk some college football. The final four is set for the college football playoff. Uh, after man, a good good weekend of of, of conference championship games. I actually, I want to say it was my first true college football weekend where I actually went from sun up to sundown watching watching football all day. Um, and it was it, man, it was a good one. Um, but your final four, Alabama's one, Clemson two, Ohio State three, and Notre Dame, though they lost to Clemson big in the four spot. Did they get those four teams correct? Uh, I think so. I don't really know who else you're going to pick. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I know you can say Texas A&M, and I know Texas A&M is saying Texas A&M, but uh, if you look at who they all played, Notre Dame had a, a, a tougher schedule. They did beat the undefeated team, you know, in Clemson. I know they're missing some players, but you know that's life. When you you, know, you take you, you pay your money, you take your chances. That's life in, in the football world. Um, but they had the teams that they beat had a little bit better record, a little bit tougher schedule. Um, Texas A&M beat up on some really bad teams. The 0-9 Vandy, you know, Arkansas was horrible. Mississippi, they both had three wins apiece. Tennessee was garbage. Volunteers. I mean, who wants to be a volunteer fan these days? Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> uh, I'm gonna stick up for them for you. <laughs> uh, South Carolina was miserable. They just had two wins. I mean, those some really piss poor teams they played. Um, and when they beat Florida, you know, it was in it was at home at Kyle Field, and and it wasn't like they crushed them. It was a close game. So I look at Notre Dame. They went against Clemson, although it went overtime. It was you know it was exciting and and. They played them tough for a quarter or so this time around, but they beat a good North Carolina team. Uh, and BC has always been a, a tough matchup because it's kind of a rivalry of sorts. And they had, you know, pretty good defense tradition. And Pitt has a really good defense. So I think they they beat some decent teams. And they had some bad teams on the record, too. I mean, Syracuse only had one win. The same thing with South Florida. But um, I think Notre Dame, A, you know, the cachet helps, but I, I think that win against Clemson is that that feather in their cap. Yeah, but it was without Trevor Lawrence, though. That's that's yeah. my only thing. It's yeah. a win, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, I get that, but 
like we we had this talk in the past, and like I did say, if Trevor Lawrence plays, they win that game. But that yeah. freshman balled as well. Yeah, I he think the defense balled. guys. The defense is what improved from that first game right. to this game. They were healthy. It wasn't. It, it wasn't the offense. The offense played the exact same. If you ask me, yeah. Uh, I think they got it right as well. Uh, my thing is the 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 world has such a big SEC bias that, and I'm glad GM pointed out those those bad teams that that. Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked he did because he's part of that SEC. Yeah, yeah but hey, that's that's what make that's what makes us a great show. You know, we <laughs> we we don't we don't you know show favoritism. We keep it real, and he kept it real. Like he, <laughs> he, yeah. he 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 pointed out those bad teams, even even his even his poor Tennessee Volunteers. But hey, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, like and that's one thing. I'm like I'm like okay, you're going to put in. Texas A&M to play Bama, who beat them by thirty. Right. Like That's exactly. Like okay, let's see Notre Dame get beat by thirty. I mean, hey, it's <laughs> like, like that's going to happen. Like yeah, it's likely going to happen. Like you know, but it's like man, like why, why do we have to put in A&M? Like they they lost to t- the number one team, big, you know, right. and and Notre Dame. Yeah, it was a it was more of a fresher loss, but they have the win against them. Mm-hmm. Like they have the win against them, whether whether Trevor Lawrence was there or not, they have that win, you know. And and who's to say if Trevor Lawrence plays that first game and then they turn around and play in a conference championship game that Notre Dame doesn't make the adjustments and that game is closer. No, you know, I'll, I'll say that wouldn't have happened. Trevor Lawrence is that good. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, we saw him make some 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 questionable passes, and we've seen him throw interceptions, and we've and seen him get him, rattled a little and, bit. And, and I saw him make some great passes too. Oh no, no doubt. No, he, he's a, he's amazing. He's amazing. But I mean, but I I, I would have if Trevor Lawrence played the first game, I think we would have saw what we saw this weekend. I think the second game would have been a better game, in my opinion. I just I th- I think they would have made the adjustments. I don't think they win. I think they probably still would have lost, but I think it wouldn't have been a blowout. Uh, I, I don't know. I think that defense that those defensive players that were missing in the first time. I think that's the reason why they lost. I mean, as you mentioned before, the freshman. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he he put up phenomenal numbers. So the offense, yeah. like you said, ATN actually played pretty crappy the first time yeah, around. He, he played did. better this right. time around. Yeah, but don't did. forget, man. You know, when Ohio State won the national championship, that was their third string quarterback. So I don't buy the whole you know because the starting quarterback's not there when you have teams that are just two and three deep like. Clemson, Ohio State, you know, the Oklahomas, the Alabamas of the world. Look at Mac Jones. Mac Jones is just a dude, man. But he's 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 nice, but look, man, nobody touches him. You know, no one comes near his feet. He's clean all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You put a little pressure on him, it's a little bit different. So I, you know, in college football, you could win with your second string quarterback if everybody else is a professional that's gonna be playing on Sunday. You know. Look, let me ask you guys this. Is it good for college football to have uh, the superpowers like they do because I, I feel like you know every year it's it's Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and then the rest. You know, it's like that. You know what, like man? Here and then you know after that it's you know every it's everybody else. 
you know what, as to be honest with you, you know, recruit better. I mean, really, you know, because the, the recruiting is limited more than it was in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. So everybody has a better shot. That's why you see teams like Coastal Carolina coming up and you see UCF be able to maintain its consistency, although they're not traditional blue blood type work, uh, programs. You know, USC, there's no reason in the world why USC should be as crappy as they've been the last decade. I and mean, that's on them. You know, same thing with Washington, same thing with the Pac-12, same thing with Oregon. You guys have had the talent before. You're just not recruiting the way that you did before. You're not keeping the coaches there or or whatever the case is. You know, Georgia. Look, Georgia, you had Alabama beat. You could have won that national championship game. Twice. Twice. You hadn't been to the SEC championship game as well. So the talents are it's out in Florida State. Why why can't Florida State recruit again? Why is all of a sudden the Florida State and Miami are just garbage? But Florida somehow seems to be able to recruit and they're on their third head coach in the last like seven years. You just got to, they have to do better, man. Just do better. I, I don't want to hear, you know, yeah, I'm with you. I don't want to see Clemson and Alabama part oh, yeah. four or five again. I'd like to see something different, but. You know what? Step y'all game up. It's just two schools out of like 130 some odd Division One schools, man. You yeah. know, step your, Michigan. There's no reason in the world why Michigan should be as lousy as they've been lately. It's just not. You, you're Michigan. You you can recruit with your eyes closed. Same thing with Penn State. You say with these these blue, same thing with Oklahoma. Hey, Oklahoma, play defense. <laughs> play defense. <laughs> you know, maybe you'll be in a championship game. You know what I think, though, uh, GM? I don't think it's necessarily the recruiting. I think it's the coaching. I agree with you. I think, like, especially when you bring up Michigan. Like, these schools recruit themselves for the most part. Like, yeah, you still got to do a job at recruiting, but you're going to still get top-of-the-line players. It becomes the coaching. And I think a lot of these coaches are are either very arrogant and think that these guys are just going to come and perform, don't respect the game enough to think that Dabo and and uh, Nick Saban is actually coaching those teams and, you know, down at those schools instead of thinking, oh, they just getting the best guys and them guys are just going out there and playing. No, the X's and O's matter. And I think that's what's that's the problem with these schools. You know, I've had somebody ask me, like, how many top 10 classes did uh, Harbaugh have at Michigan? And I want to say he had like two or three. Like, and – like, and nothing to show for. He still can't beat Ohio State. Like, it's it's just like, man, like, I just think it's a coaching aspect of it. And, yeah, it would be better if it was more parity. But at the end of the day, I I'm, I wouldn't want if, – if I'm Alabama or, or Clemson, it's not my fault that these other teams <laughs> – Right. I do. I'm I, I'm not about to dumb it down for them to be able to compete with us. Exactly. When 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 Dabo pretty much brought Clemson out of nowhere, Clemson wasn't a, a traditional power. He made them into that. If I'm am I correct? Like like they are now, they've not had that sustainability. No, they won a national championship in the mid '80s, but they didn't have that sustainability. They were they were like a team, you know. Maybe you know, like a Texas A and M, you're you're good a lot of the times, but you mm-hmm. kind of lose those those close games, you know. Or like Tennessee, you know, you're really good, you're right there. Maybe you win national championship, but then what have you done for me lately? But Clemson, yeah. like you said, dabble is the reason why they maintain that uh, that consistency and that sustainability. And it's like you look at like LSU, go from being one of the best teams we've ever seen, ever seen, to oh. to, to five hundred. Just like, like, wow. Like, like you right. could sustain that level of success. 
Like it's it's crazy. You know, to your point, you know, take Mac Brown, the head coach at uh, at the North Carolina now. When he was at Texas, Texas was you know Vince Young and you know mm-hmm. Colt McCoy, and they playing for national championships, played for two national championships. He leaves, semi retires or whatever. And then goes and, you know, kind of hangs out on TV talking. And he says, you know, I want to go back to coaching. Goes to North Carolina. Look at North Carolina. It's top 25 team, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, coaching does make a difference. Better than Texas consistently. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays. Like, so it's, yeah. Um, I wanted to get into the expanded playoff. Um, now, we all said that they got the four right um, mm-hmm. in Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. Um, but I've always been the one that said that <laughs> 16 teams uh, is the way to go. <laughs> I'd, I'd be okay with eight just because I think yes. that there's something to be said for, uh, for conference champions. So I think that the conference for the, the, the power fives uh, conference champions should get an automatic bid into the playoffs and then give um, uh, if you go eight, you give the three three at large bids, and I think it will make for just a, a better playoff to me. But the argument for this year, and and everybody's going to go back to it, is we got the four right, and nobody's really caring about Texas A and M that fifteen. Right. So, right. what do you get? What do you guys think about that? Um, I think this year is an anomaly for all the wrong reasons, obviously, um, but. 16, I, I, at one point, and I remember playing a video game way back when, the early 2000s, where they had something set up where you had 16 I, teams. I remember that, yeah. Right, and it was fun. Um, but I realistically thinking, and in, in the way these, uh, sometimes I feel these, these these athletes are exploited. I mean, if you're going to pay the athletes some, some kind of um, something additional for going to the playoffs, they get some kind of, you know, some, some a piece of the pie. I'm more for if it's 16, but... I think eight is enough. Uh, no pun intended with that TV show from the 70s, showing my age. Um, Spoke Spoke don't remember that. You know, <laughs> he definitely went over my head. <laughs> <laughs> really, really, really good uh, sitcom back and back right. from the from the 70s and early 80s, man. Uh, nice dramedy, nice family dramedy. It's, it's like uh, This Is Us, but just in the 70s. Um, <laughs> But but yeah, I think eight. I'm I'm more inclined to go as with, with eight, and like you said, the five conference champions, you know, and then three at large bids because it, it starts to get a little watered down. You're going to start getting some teams in there with two and three losses potentially, and I don't want it to get less than or more than. I don't want you know more than two losses. So um, I think eight is, is the way to go, and I think that's where it's, once this contract uh, you know finally comes uh, to an end, I think it'll go. I think it'll span to eight. Remember, there was a time when people didn't want the playoff. Yeah, I remember arguing with one Teddy Greenstein about yeah. that for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing that's ever happened to college football. Yeah. Hey, I, I just I just wonder. Eight eight is more feasible in my opinion. Sixteen, it makes me wonder how is this? How does the season schedule go with that in mind with sixteen? Because what that takes that requires what three games to win it all. I believe so, but don't don't forget. You know, a lot of times traditionally they would stop right about now. Those you know ones who would play in the January bowl games, the ones right. that might have been up for mm-hmm. national championship consideration back in the day. So you just kind of keep playing. The, and the first the first week of uh, December was usually the conference championship games. So right. they 
they typically play like what 12, 13, 12 and 0 is typically that's a season, 12 game season, season and, and then anything the extra. Right, so 13. 13. So we're 13. looking at so we're looking at them to basically play a max of 15. Yeah. Is that one one double A? Well, it's not one double A anymore. It's F FCS, FCS does it. Yeah. I mean, I, I Actually, thinking I of think, it that way, I think, I think FCS does twenty four teams. Is it twenty? Don't get me the line. Uh, I haven't haven't focused on them that much, but yeah, I I just I just think with all the money that that, that it just seems something just seems wrong to be further exploiting these young young athletes out there. And I, I think if you if you can tell me they get a piece of the pie, you know, going into the playoffs. Yeah. And the, I think that would make me more amenable to it because keep in mind, man, a lot of these guys are still trying to go to the pros. They're yeah. putting their bodies on the line further into a more elongated season than what they're, you know, we're quote unquote used to or what we've asked from them before. And they get an injury that late into the year, you yeah. know, that can really damage their chances of going to the pros. Yeah. Thinking of it that way, it really, it really makes, makes you think uh, when, it, when you view it that way. Uh, so I can understand it. Uh, eight game, eight team playoff. I don't think that's asking too much. Um, but but sixteen, I think yeah, it's asking a lot. Putting them guys at more risk of injury. Mm-hmm. That 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 is a problem because they're not being compensated for their service. Uh. It's not they're not in the NFL. So the the more games they play, the more at risk they are, and and I don't think that's fair to them. Hey, it's Heisman week. Who do you who do you got winning taking home the uh, the hardware? Uh, hold on for a second while I vomit. Uh, I'm going to have to go with a Florida Gator. God, I can't believe I just said that. Wow. Yeah, man. Kyle Trask. In a, I'm, I'm going to take your volunteer stripes from you. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's crazy. And I, I've actually advocated for the Bears if, if they can get him to get him, which is, you know, even really crazy. But, but you know, he's been the most consistent. And, uh, you know, they've played SEC competition. And I know I said earlier the SEC – that a lot of teams weren't at their best this year, but his consistency is the thing that really sticks out. And as you guys watch when he played against Alabama in the, in the SEC championship game, he was getting pressure. You know, yeah, he's yeah. he's playing against guys that are going to be first, not just NFL players, but he's playing against a lot of first rounders and first day and second day selections out there. And some of the passes he was making, man, like, and that's the difference. Like, you know, not to pick on Mitch again, but when Mitch throws into coverage, it usually gets picked or it's a bad pass. I saw Kyle Trask towards the end of the game when you knew all they were doing was throwing the ball. He threw to his favorite target, who everybody in the whole world knows he's throwing to Kyle Pitts. And Pitts was surrounded by three guys in the back corner of the end zone. And Pitts was the only person who had a chance to make that catch. And I was like, dude, what a perfect pass. What a perfectly thrown bad, what a perfectly thrown pass in a bad area, you know. But he was making those kind of passes all game. And that's the thing. It's like he doesn't just do it here and there. He does it consistently. And he did it in a big-time game. And that's why I pulled the difference between him and the dude from BYU. But getting back to your point, uh, the guy from BYU being uh, Zach uh, – Wilson. 
Zach Wilson, thank you for, for BYU. But getting back to the Heisman situation, um, I, I picked Trask over Mac Jones because Mac Jones, he's not getting that kind of pressure, man. Not not consistently. I mean, nobody's touching that dude. He can step into any throw he wants to, and he is throwing to not just first round talent. He's throwing to guys who have the opportunity to be pro bowlers, you know, and that's first, second, third year in the pros. I mean, he it's like it's like it's like it's just ridiculous. I watched some of these. I'm like, man, dude, these guys are wide open. There's nobody around them. There's nobody around his feet. And he's handing off to a guy who arguably can be a first round pick in Najee Harris. So, yeah, he, he reminds me of the, the classic guy that goes to USC and, you know, like Matt Leinart. And he has all these numbers. When he gets to the pros, yeah. you realize that, you know, he ain't the same talent. So, <laughs> yeah. hey, Matt Leinart had a good. Uh, Week. A good first five games. A good week. A good and week. Then, <laughs> and then the Bears got to him. <laughs> Man. And that uh, was it. I'm, I'm, I, I honestly don't even know who's going to win. I couldn't even tell you. The one thing I'm looking out for is uh, to see what what happens with Trevor Lawrence because I've been hearing his name a lot. And I'm interested to see – what uh Dabo has to say about this, being that he's so outspoken about Ohio State not playing as many games as they should have to be in the playoff. So that's the one thing I'm interested in when it comes to the Heisman. Is he going to be outspoken in favor of Trevor Lawrence, who missed what two games? Yeah, but he just had okay numbers. I mean, I mean, don't well, get me I, wrong, he's nice numbers, but like Heisman yeah. numbers. He don't have Heisman numbers. Yeah, but I've been hearing on all the sports shows and stuff about how this wasn't a regular, this wasn't a, you know, this was a different type of year. So I'm just, it's just, <clears throat> excuse, it's just something I'm, I'm keeping my own just to see what Dabo, how he's going to approach that because I felt like, you know, he's wrong for how he's coming to Ohio State. Well, yeah, I don't, Dabo probably shouldn't have done that because I think he. He might awake a sleeping giant. Not not that you know. Not that Ohio State would take Clemson lightly, but it's definitely bulletin board material. Man, I'm 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 eager to, to come out and say, yeah, I I, I put Ohio State at eleventh. Yeah, <laughs> Ohio State definitely felt that's like they had that heat last year until that ejection. That that's that's ballsy, man. <laughs> that's ballsy. God. Kind of like Juju Smith dancing on top of your logo when you're on the road, huh? Right, right, right. <laughs> except, except Dabo's not going. <laughs> Dabo's not going, going, going to feel the brunt of that, though. Yeah, that's true. I, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, man. I only think Trevor Lawrence is top three when it comes to Heisman this year. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm looking at Kyle Trask because he's done it all year consistently, putting up the numbers. He threw through 43 touchdown passes in just 11 games. I mean, come on, man. You know, he had some kind of crazy record where he had like, you know, four touchdown passes or, or more in a row, like six weeks in a row. Just ridiculous. And Najee Harris, like I said earlier, is a big reason why Mac Jones can pass whoever he wants to is because teams have to try and stop Najee Harris, who's run for 1,200 yards and freaking 24 touchdowns in, in, in nine, what, in 11 games. I mean, that's. That's big time numbers, man. And I, I even like Devontae Smith, the receiver, you know, because he's got 17 touchdown catches that Mac Jones been throwing. And Devontae had to step it up after Jalen Waddle got hurt. So Devontae became someone that was at least going to be double team more so than he would have been if Jalen Waddle was still healthy. So I look at those guys before I look at Trevor Lawrence. I really do. That's that's who I'm that's that's who I'm hoping when it. Just to here's, see something here's here's something. But, mm-hmm. Could uh, you got all these Alabama guys uh, 
like you, like you said, Harris and and right. and you Devonta got Smith. Jones and Smith, and then you got Trask. Mm-hmm. Could they split the SEC vote on, on well, for the Heisman, you, and then it, it it sneaks to to Trevor Lawrence? That's that that is possible. That is that is possible. But you know, Trevor Lawrence is still in the same region to some degree. I know it's ACC, but you're still talking that south southeastern region of the country. So yeah, but it's more more East Coast though. Yeah, yeah. So you get yeah. all the all the East Coast writers. And mind you, don't it's not it's not like it used to be where, you know, you can't see these games. So right. everybody, you know, voted for their whoever conference they they covered, that's who they voted for. Um give a dog a bone, man. Lawrence is the number one pick. He's a multimillionaire. Let somebody win something. He already got a national championship. Hey man, we we're trying to we're trying to get Lawrence into the Nissan commercial, man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, With all the other high trophy wins. No lie. Them commercials be dope. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, some local stuff. Uh, Brett Bielema was mm. uh, announced as head coach at Illinois on Sunday. Less than a week after firing Lovey Smith. I find that interesting. There you go. Very <laughs> interesting. There we go. <laughs> But not, I think I actually think it's a good hire, though. I think it's a really good hire. I think it's a good hire. Um, I think that uh, I think Bielema, uh got humbled mm-hmm. at Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was he was a really young coach at, at Wisconsin. Right. I think I, he probably got hired in his mid thirties. Uh, won three Big Ten championships, and you know, I think it got to his head a little bit. He goes down to Arkansas and. SEC put him in his place, and so I think you're gonna you're gonna see a different dude uh, here at Illinois now, uh, and a guy that's going to really I think he's going to really appreciate uh, the Illinois job. At least you you would hope hope so, and 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 make it a um, make it his destination point. job. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. I, I agree with you. So, um, yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. Um, I agree with you 100. percent So I think, man, great high. I think he's going to be able to recruit this area. Uh, something that Lovey mm-hmm. Smith did not do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one fall I had with Lovey was that you know you didn't have a lot of uh, a lot of Illinois guys and and Midwest guys for that matter on on that roster. So, uh, so yeah, Bielema, I think is, is is the right choice. Yeah, the good thing is he has Big Ten background uh, coaching mm-hmm. history, so he's mm-hmm. familiar with the he's familiar with the region. Mm-hmm. You know with with the with the Big Ten states, so you know that's that's going to be big. Yes, we definitely want him to keep the talent we have here home as well. But he also has, I'm sure, most most coaches don't don't lose specific relationships in specific areas that they that they have good familiarity with. So I'm assuming he's he's going to be okay. And having that college background, unlike Lovey, who was a, a pro guy. You know, and like, I think that's a major difference. So, yeah, I, I agree with you guys both, man. Um, especially as far as recruiting, he said, you know, the, the the relationships he developed. I'm sure to some degree, he still was able to nurture them, or he can at least, you know, touch back, you know, with those, get back in touch with those guys to sort of. And he's play. he's got a name, man. Yeah. And here's the thing, man. You know, he had a lot of success at Wisconsin. So this is how a successful program should be run, collegiately speaking. 
And like you mentioned before, some of the failures he may have endured at Arkansas, oh, these are the mistakes that I don't want to mistake that I don't want to make and what I learned from. But here's what I learned playing in a superior conference. These are the things that I can bring from the lessons learned from playing in that conference, mm-hmm. those those failures and make them successes here in a conference that still, although it's very competitive and, you know, it's arguably the number two, you know, between them and ACC, number two conference. But I'm in a region where I can recruit not just Wisconsin and not just Illinois, but I can recruit Wisconsin. I can recruit Illinois. I can recruit Michigan because, you know, a lot of Wisconsin, big reason why Wisconsin back, even when Barry Alvarez became the head coach of Wisconsin, turned their whole program around and became a very competitive uh, college football program. He was recruiting Illinois heavy. A lot of those guys were leaving Illinois, you know, and going to Wisconsin, you know, and they weren't because they couldn't quite get into Michigan because Michigan's like, ah, you're from Illinois. There's a stain on you. I don't think you're competitive enough. But they went to Wisconsin and they start kicking everybody's butt and they realized, oh, no, there really is talent in Illinois. Mm -hmm. I think those guys will stay. And hopefully I would like to see uh, Belimba target a lot of uh, CPS uh, uh, college football or no, potential college football players coming out of CPS because there's some really good talent, especially in Phillips. They they put a, a real good program together over the last they several years. They don't they don't leave my Wolverines. Out. No, no, you Wolverine. That's just that, that's that's a given. That was just X. That's just a given. You know, I'm just talking. But uh, but yo, and Not you know, really. Illinois. You know, don't forget. You know, those South Suburban schools are are a lot closer to Champaign yeah. <laughs> than some of the Northern yeah. schools. You know, so just drive up. You know. I was at 70 and 57 or whatever it is Those, it, 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 mm-hmm. and come up there and, and, and recruit, man, because they're there. They just have to be convinced that, you know, that there's a reason for them to go. And like you said, as he has the name, he has the successes behind him. And I, I think it was a, an excellent hire, especially considering how difficult it is to get coaches to come to Illinois and make it more of a destination spot, so to speak, as opposed to just a footstep towards another program. It's interesting you brought up uh, Chicago Public Schools. Uh, that's a relationship that Ron Zook uh, built up mm-hmm. when he was the head coach at Illinois and uh, really helped their uh, their recruiting base there. And I think they got away from that with, uh, with Beckman and then with Lovey. So, um, yeah, it will be interesting to see if he can – if Bielema can, uh, can make some inroads in the Chicago Public League. I think that would be a – a really, really good thing, and and shout out to the Phillips Wildcats out there who uh, have really, man, their their program is just outstanding, man. Yes, yes. outstanding they, they, where they come from. I remember when I, when I was in high school, Phillips was the laughing stock, man. We, man, they turned that joint around. Man, and he, like, and, and, quick. Uh, Troy McAllister, who's the head coach over there, man, he turned it around, yeah, very very quickly, man. So kudos to those guys um, at Phillips. All right, let's go on to quick hits. Hut, hut. <laughs> Man, I love that sound effect. <laughs> so the White Sox made a, made a little bit of news today. Uh, looks like they have signed the number one international prospect, Yoel Ki Cespedes, uh, out of Cuba. He is the uh, the half brother, uh, half younger brother of uh, Johannes Cespedes. So um, I think that's a huge get um, um, out of the out of the international market. Cost them two million bucks, and um, that Cuban connection continues, man. With uh, starting with Jose Abreu, and then you get uh, you get Yoan Moncada, you get uh, Luis Robert, 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 you get yeah. uh, Grand uh, Grand uh, Grandal. that's Monty Grandal. 
so yeah, yeah, that that Cuban connection, and even going going back to um, um, the shortstop, um, right? The missile. Uh, man, why is he why is he skipping my name? Your rebate? No, 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 no. Rebate. Oh. Um, <laughs> don't, don't, oh, number ten. Um, right, he says, don't drop oh, it. Alexei, Alexei, Alexei. Ramirez. Yeah, Alexei. Alexei. <laughs> Alexei Ramirez, yeah. Um, I mean, that Cuban connection, man, it continues to hit, man. So uh, good stuff by the White Sox uh, continuing down that path. Loving man. it. Love, loving it. <laughs> loving it. And that's why I was like, man, keep Abre- keeping Abreu that's, is, I think, is. That's the reason you keep him. And you, and you keep him for the rest of his career. Because yep. they, yes. they love him. Put him in the front office, man. baby. Man. <laughs> Here's a story that I think we need to we need to talk about. We can get some uh, some good ground on this. Um, the Washington football team's quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, <laughs> out of Ohio State, had to apologize today for being caught uh, out at a strip club, not wearing a mask after uh, after Washington's loss on Sunday. Um, just man, just a boneheaded decision by that dude, just, man. Just, Come on just, now, man. you got you got to be smarter than that. No. Number one, if you're gonna be out, man, don't don't let don't let pictures come out, and <laughs> and, and and come on your own Instagram page. Come on, man, be smarter than that. <laughs> hey, sometimes these guys uh, just are too smart. Come on, man, you can't you can't uh, do that. Hey, what what you say, Jim? Uh, common sense ain't too common, right? Common sense ain't too common. Uh, <laughs> intelligence is not is, is what you know. Smart is what you do. Dumb is being ignorant, but being stupid is when you're too dumb. Man, I get, man, I get being. I was young once, man. You know, I would, I would go out. You know, I used to go out every weekend, almost hey, every night. But, but come on, we for a career. We in, we in a pandemic, man. You can't you can't go out like that and you fighting, yeah, you fighting for millions, man. Like you're right. fighting to keep a job. The team right? the team barely wants you. You lost. Exactly. And 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 the toughest playoff race in, in NFL in the NFL NFC least. Like so you had a chance to separate yourself and now you let teams get closer to you. Like, come on, man. Like Cause he's starting right now, right? Cause Alex Smith is by out. default, right? Well, you know, might be so. that next week. <laughs> Getting Alex Man. back in there. Okay. I, well, and I he don't, and, and, hey, he don't have no excuse like like Lou Williams. <laughs> Lou, Lou went to get that that fire chicken where where he went out, <laughs> down in Atlanta. Lemon, lemon pepper, that Lou. lemon pepper chicken. <laughs> I go front. I ain't gonna front though. That it, I saw the uh, the picture. Um, of one of their dishes, it 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 looked pretty good, man. I I I, I might have gone too. Uh, no, man, I ain't eating no strip club, man. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems unhealthy as hell, man. Hey, man, they say he's a, they say he's a, a regular. He has his own dishes at this place. <laughs> the sweet, on, sweet, t- sweet lemon pepper Lou wings it's or something like that. What they call. I, I it it looked appetizing, man. I I I might partake. I don't know. 
Man. You're right. Hey. That that usually is hey. my rule, though, Glenn. Not to, <laughs> <laughs> to eat at a strip club, but I mean, you go, you gotta go dance over my feet, go dance over my food. I mean, come on, man. Hey, hey, I get all that, hey, but them some of the best wings you gonna ever have. <laughs> oh man. I mean, you know, thighs are one thing, but not what I'm looking at thighs. <laughs> Hey fellas, we uh, we're recording on Tuesday. The NBA season begins tonight. Um, after that's, it has to be well, this is the shortest shortest off period or off season, yeah, uh, in NBA history. If you if you don't include, well, I guess not for every team. I guess for just the playoff team, exactly. For some teams, it's the yeah, longest. Some teams, it's the longest. Yeah, it's right, right. Right. Nine months for our Bulls. Bulls. <laughs> so let's start there. Yeah. Over under for the, for Bulls wins this year is thirty and a half, and remember it's a seventy two game schedule, so uh, shortened season. You taking the over or the under? I'm taking the over, confidently. Wow, confidently. I'm right there with you, right there with you. I'm taking the over. Do you at think thirty the- and thirty one games? No, I mean I'm, I'm taking. The over. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think between thirty-two and thirty-four games, they can do that. I'm a, I'm gonna take the under confidently. <laughs> and uh, but let me, let me ask you this: So, uh, marketing didn't get uh, Larry Marketing did not get his option picked up, uh, or, or excuse me, they did not uh, extend his uh, his contract. Mm-hmm. Which means he'll be will he will he'll be a restricted free agent at the end of the season or an unrestricted? Um, no, 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 he'll be restricted. Is he restricted? Is it restricted? He'll be okay, restricted. I'm yeah, I'm sorry. Um, will he pick up his play because of this? Is this going to be the the spark that gets him going now? It it, it, it better. Mm. I mean, I mean, if it, I, I mean, hopefully, I'll say that. I don't know if it necessarily will, but you would hope so. I would say that. Man, I, I'd like to think he would do it in spite of that. Um, I like you know with a new head coach and just having an opportunity because it looks like a lot of some of these guys, especially like Zach's, like man, I'm liking this. You know, like there's there's an energy, there's a bit of an enthusiasm. Here's an opportunity to like wipe away all that grime and grudge and sludge from the previous uh, head coach and 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 administrative regime. And here's an opportunity for us to, you know, what now's at our time to to cast a light in the direction that we want to and go forward with this. And you would think marketing would be pumped for that. Um, some of his play I've seen, I'm like, dude, I hope you're just like a pitcher, just working out your fastball and the yeah. curveball. <laughs> you know, and that you Un- uninspired this this preseason, man. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like you know what, dude. Really, just keep it simple. Take your butt down low, and just kind of work on your game and work inside, and then start getting back to your outside game. But I don't know, man. I mean, he, you know, he might be the Mitchell Trubisky of our basketball team. You know, a lot of talent and just unrealized. Well, I, I like what you said. You said about about Trubisky. If it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's a duck. Yeah, I think we got a duck but, here. But yeah. he, oh, man, <laughs> exactly. Think, man. <laughs> That's why he's frustrated. Yeah, it's hard to say, man. Them first couple years, he looked like he was the potential was like, oh man, this kid's gonna be good. Then, but this is this is year four, right? I believe yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so I'll say halfway through year two. And especially last year, it was just like, man, what is going on? Right. Like, oh, mm-hmm. man. 
if if he can if he can play to what we all think like and and it's what's crazy is he's one pick that I, that I don't remember fans complaining about. I wonder why. Never mind. I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, it, is it always that Glenn um is it that's a great question for another podcast <laughs> <laughs> hey but 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 yeah man hopefully he comes with it uh i'm i'm really excited about this team to see what what happens uh i i definitely see with the uh switch that Donovan made uh, after the first two preseason games to the last four, last two were putting mm-hmm. uh, Pat in the starting lineup that actually helped, in my opinion, helped uh, uh, Zach and Kobe a lot more because Pat is a patient guy. He's going to let the game come to him versus mm-hmm. Otto. Otto is a guy who, who, who wants to, wants to be heavily involved as well. And I think if we stick into that, rotation I think that will really I think that will be nice because Otto will have that energy coming off the bench and and Pat will be that guy he gonna get when it when it comes to him he gonna do what he gotta do and his ability to guard on the perimeter I was like really like yeah. it so it's get, gonna be exciting to see yeah and I'm with you that in, in that you know you're hoping that forces more turnovers will help your offense because you don't have to worry about getting into a set play, so to speak. You're able to use your athleticism, you know, get on fast breaks and be able to maneuver the ball and use that, you know, that that speed and that quickness to put other teams on their heels, and you're able to be more aggressive in that in that way. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you there. I, you know, I, I'm interested. And I'm I'm pumped and I'm, I'm interested because especially with the team that's playing their first game. I mean, those are two teams that are on somewhat similar tracks, you know, in terms of expectations. Uh, with yeah. the Atlanta Hawks being the uh, the first team that the Bulls will play, and so I'm I'm real curious to see which team is going to figure it out first and which yeah. team is going to you know kind of be that team to watch out for in the next two to three years. But I think this is just I think this would be a nice matchup, and as long as we keep our head coach. Because I, I feel confident in his ability to coach, and as long as we keep Zach and some of the other talented players we have here, and are able to, you know, get one or two more pieces in place, I, I can see the Bulls and the Hawks going at it, you know, for several years to come. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll 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 see tomorrow night, and uh, looking really looking forward to it, man. It's been a while since uh, since we've had some Bulls basketball. Who's going to win the title this year? <sighs> Lakers. <laughs> I, I see the Lakers and I, maybe um, maybe the Lakers playing uh, uh, either Boston or Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn is going to be quite a sight this year. I agree with you. I watched them today. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. But. But Kyrie is a knucklehead, so that can always, oh, yeah. you know, always sink, sink the ship. He, He's a space cadet, so <laughs> you definitely got to consider that. So, since we're saying picking a team to win. Yeah. Well, here, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's pick your – pick your uh, Finals. Pick your finals, yeah. Team out the East, team out okay. the West. So, I have, I have two different finals, but the team in the West is going to be the same. The Lakers versus Brooklyn or Lakers versus Philly. Really, Philly. Interesting. Yes. Huh. 
Okay. I, I, I'm. I really think the notion of Ben Simmons not being able to shoot is like very overblown. He does so much more on the basketball court that yes, if he was able to shoot, it would make that team that much better. But they're so much better with him than without him. And adding Dwight Howard and Danny Green is going to be big for that team. Dwight Howard is going to allow Mr. Embiid, who who likes to think he's a guard, <laughs> to go on here, go out there and, and, and do what you're going to do while he's down there can get rebounds and do the dirty stuff. You know, and so I think they're sleeping. I don't think they – I think Brooklyn is more so – I think Brooklyn ahead of them. But mm-hmm. if if I had to choose another team, it would be them. Uh, but I think the Lakers solid. Like like I said, if I had to pick a team to win it, I'm going to go Lakers. If you tell if you gave the option of Lakers or the field, I would say the field. Hmm. I like that. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Uh, like I said, starting out early when you asked, I'm I'm thinking Lakers. Uh, maybe Denver, but I'm thinking Lakers. And um, I, like I said earlier, Brooklyn, as long as Kyrie doesn't sabotage the team from the inside. Um, but it's interesting, you know, the Philly thing, that size is kind of what the Lakers kind of use a little bit too, mm-hmm. that, that, that athletic size, you know, that can be, you know, very uh, disruptive when it comes to a team's offense and then helpful when it comes to reset your offense by the rebounding aspect. So, uh, but, you know, the Doc, you know, Doc's got to prove he, he doesn't, you know, doesn't doesn't let things choke. So, you know, that, yeah. that's a that's a lot to, yeah. to, to contend with. But I, I think, like you said, the Lakers in the field and you're going to field. That's interesting. I, I think I'm still as long as uh, the old man LeBron is the old man, you know, as long as the, the, the was it the last king or however they say it, as long as uh, King James <laughs> is, is still lost. King. Yeah, man. As long as he's still still playing. Um and you know, playing relatively close to his thing, I, I just the Lakers is just that's just really tough to beat. Yeah, I'm with you guys, and I hate to. I usually like to be the contrarian, <laughs> but uh, coming out the West, I can't see anybody beating the Lakers mm-hmm. in a seven game series. I can't can't see that happening. Uh, my pick in the East. Uh, it's probably going to be Brooklyn. But I'm gonna go with the Milwaukee Bucks. What? Hey, yes. hey, and 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 as I'm, I, I, I hope you're right. I'm rooting for them so hard uh, this yeah, year. Yeah, that's my I'm that's, that's my so team, man. But but I just don't think if I'm if I'm, if I'm not cheering for the Bulls and I'm not well, that's the play. I'm not actively cheering for the Bucks, but uh, deep down somewhere, low key, yeah. I mean, we we know I, I want them to do something. We know they're going to be in a position that our Bulls are not going to be in. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's okay. It's okay to 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 root for them. Like not not the Heat, not Jimmy. No, no Jimmy Heat. No Jimmy Heat fans. So, so, I, don't, so, I don't think the Heat are going going to be. So there. here's my thing on the Heat. I won't be surprised if they got to the conference finals, and I won't be surprised if they lost in the first round. That's, <laughs> wow. that's my best. That's my best take on the Heat. The Heat took advantage of the fact that um, there was no home court advantage. Or no home okay. court in in uh, during the bubble, right? There's no way they would have gone in the, into Milwaukee and and won a game seven. No shot. No Why shot. You know, they beat Milwaukee. Milwaukee during the regular season. 
Yeah, that was the one team. That's the regular that, season, that man. Was, I'm saying hey. they got Giannis figured out, though. Is my point. Yeah, they nah. were they were the one team that was that was that Milwaukee couldn't beat. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. That yeah. I don't beat them. Beat remember, remember, uh, remember when the Bulls and uh, when when LeBron and Wade and Boss were hey, in Miami. Hey, but look who you. In the regular you, season, the Bulls would would always get at Miami. Hey, but guess and what? The playoffs would come. Hey, forget <laughs> that. there was no blueprint on how to stop that team. Right. There's a blueprint on how to stop. Me I'm just, I'm just saying, it's a difference when it's a seven game series. Uh, this is That's your contrarian side coming out, is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, I get, it had to come out at some point. Now, <laughs> one thing that concerns me about the Lakers the most Health. is the loss, the loss of Dwight and Javale. Uh, Those two athletic bigs to come in and do that dirty work when they needed it to be done. True. Was big as well as lose the loss of Rondo. I think they can overcome those, but I think if though if it's anything that gives me concern with them the most, it's those aspects. Of course, you're gonna say hell because well, AD is one of the right. most fragile guys in the world, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and LeBron is aging. Right, but I think if excluding health, yeah. those are other things that I would like that are really things I'm gonna be watching this year to see how they overcome those. Hey, we're going to keep a tape of this, and uh, we'll come back to it. Come uh, when, when will the finals be this year? What? July. July? August? Yeah. Right before. <laughs> no, I, think, I think July. I think July. Finals supposed to be right before the Olympics. October? <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to it. Hey, let's go to picks. Each week, our guys, we take three games, and um, – See how we are against the spread, and um, as usual, I've, I've I've come to the point. I'm I am a jinx, man. I'm a jinx, man. I went. I picked the Rams last week. Man, um, they were they were minus seventeen, and I said there's no way the Jets come in and mm-hmm. and and show up. And the Jets came in the L.A. and mm-hmm. just stomped and on the Rams, beat them. man. Like- mm-hmm. Not the so, fact that you actually lost the spread. You lost, lost the game. game. Man, the game. <laughs> we ain't talking about the spread, Ed. Not the spread. We talking Man. about the game. Not the spread. Not the spread. Go go Allen Iverson on you. Not the spread. But <laughs> talking about you lost the game. But that's cool though. I I got a plan here. I went one and two. Um four and eleven overall. Uh Glenn, you had a good week. Think you went two and one? Hey, hey. Two and one this week, six and nine overall. Getting there. And uh, smoke, not your best week, but uh, you know, you got room there. You know, <laughs> you're still in first place. You went one and two last week, and you're ten and five overall, and are the lead dog. So, uh, I guess as always, I'm going to go first since I'm <laughs> last. So I, I I came up with a uh, with a with a way to, to, to get through this here. Okay. Okay. Um, since I am the jinx, <laughs> we're going to pick games that the bears need. So oh, we're going to okay. start. <laughs> we're going to start with the Arizona Cardinals. They are getting five against San Francisco. So uh, I'm going to take the Arizona. So minus, five. My, minus five. Okay. Yes. That, that's the pick I had as well, so I'm with you All on right. that one. All right. Um, no others I don't think really um, c- 
count towards the, the, the playoff push. So when all else fails, I go against the Green Bay Packer. <laughs> and um, they're, uh, they're giving Tennessee three. Yeah, I did the same thing. So uh, I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers minus three oh, uh, okay. Tennessee. Okay. And um, I'm going to go with this Bears game. Wow, wow, wow. All right. Uh, Jacksonville, uh, they're giving the – or excuse me, they're getting seven from the Bears. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Jacksonville. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> okay. So what did I say? I said Arizona, Green Bay, and the Jaguars. Okay. Those are my three there. there we All go. right. Uh, like yourself, I, 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 I'm feeling the Cardinals and their need to win and San Francisco having to start C.J. Beathard. So I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals minus five on the road. I'm not, no, they're at home, sorry. They're minus home, five at home. home. Right, right. The favorite at home. So I'm taking that minus five against the uh, 49ers. Uh, I'm going to go – I'm going to pop over to the AFC for the next two games, and I'm going to take uh, – I just like Justin Herbert a lot, man. I think he's done a really good job. He may win the AFC Rookie of the Year. And I'm going to take the Chargers, uh, giving up three at home against the beleaguered Denver Broncos, who don't know if they're coming or going. <laughs> and uh, finally, I'm going to go – I know I got this one. This is a victory for me because it's the same game by picking a different team than Ezra. I'm going to take the Tennessee – Titans plus three on the road versus the Packers. So that one, mark that one down. That's a win because Ed's got the other team. That's <laughs> <laughs> so messed up. All right. All right. Go for it, man. All right. So I'm going to go Lions plus nine and a half from Tampa Bay. Okay. Um, I'm going to go. Bears plus, uh, minus seven and a half over Jacksonville, and I'm going to go Colts over Steelers. Colts are point and a half eight on the road. Steelers get what their fifth straight loss, fourth straight loss? No, just third. <laughs> just third straight loss. Just third? Yeah, they were 11 0, not 11 3. So Okay, they they lost one, then one, then lost two straight. No, they lost. Oh, they lost three straight. Three straight. So this is four straight loss. Okay. Right. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yep. So you said you said Lions, Bears, and Colts. Yep. Oh my. All right. (laughs) Sounds good, fellas. Well, that'll do it for this week's edition of the Easy Smoke and the GM podcast. Uh, thank you for listening to us. Thanks to all our listeners. Uh, please subscribe to our podcast. You can find us on Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, etc., etc., etc. Wherever you find all your favorite podcasts, you can find us. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at easy.smoke.gmpodcast. Uh, so check us out there. Um, you know, give us some comments. Tell us what you think. Good ones, of course. You can, you can you can save the bad ones, but you know what? No, give all of them. You know what? I'll, I'll take a bad one. Yeah, we'll 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 take the criticism. We'll try to try to improve on that. Um, Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, enjoy your holiday. Be safe. Socially distance. Wear masks and all that good stuff. And Glenn, you can take us out, man. Yeah.
Yes, sir. Hey, like we always say, we ain't saying we, you know, you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs>